0: Welcome to Unashamed, Smut Lovers Podcast, where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are doing our October favorite. Yay! As always, these are just our opinions. If we like something you don't like, vice versa. Not that deep. We will all move on. Okay, so... I'm going to start, and actually, uh, we can call this a .5 because I'm not finished with it yet. It's the book I'm currently reading, but I felt like it should be mentioned. Um, It's Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. And it is so good so far. I'm 87% through, and the cover is extremely misleading. I'm just going to say that because you think by the cover that it's some sweet like fade to black romance and it is not (laughs) so it's about this ice skater and this hockey player and they meet when the hockey rink gets destroyed and the coach tells them that they have to share the ice skating rink um, for probably the rest of the season and she immediately hates him is immediately put off. Her entire life is, you know, down to a very strict schedule, like down to the minute. And they end up having to get in contact with each other quite a bit because they're sharing a rink and he's immediately enamored by her, doesn't understand why she doesn't like him. Like, understands, but also, you know, it's not my fault. The rink was ruined, you know? So they end up warming up to each other and they start spending some more time with each other. and. One of her best friends, who's also her skating partner, starts causing some drama. And something happens. He gets hurt. And Nathan, the hockey player, tells her, well, you know, since he's hurt, I will go ahead and fill in for your practices until he gets better. But, like, we find out Aaron's kind of a shady bitch. So... Um. Yeah, I'm not all the way through it yet, but it is so good so far and I just wanted to mention it Don't let the cover fool you. It does have spice. It is really good
1: Right, you know I'm a really bad uh, I'm one of those people who judges by a cover Me too I try not to because you know like some of the best books i've ever read have had like You know the dark covers with like flowers or something so innocuous on it and But I'm so bad about it, especially, like, when I'm looking for, like, a certain type of romance or, like, spicy book. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this looks way too boring.
0: Yeah, the cover on this book makes it seem like it would not be my style of book. (laughs) Like, I don't know. You can go look at it. It's Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. And just tell me, like, you would never pick that book up if you saw that cover. It looks like... A Straight up young adult, like fade to black I'm by Hannah Grace, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Now
1: it does, it looks like one of those like cute little, like high school, college, uh, you know, young adult romance,
0: yeah. And like it is college, but it's but not really, really good.
1: It this looks like one of those like fade to black scene books,
0: yeah. And it's not, it's it had spice right from the very beginning, so I was like, oh, okay, you know, because I, I read a lot of people were really impressed by this book and so it was like okay well I'll check it out um and yeah uh, th- somebody had posted like a, a clip from it like a screenshot from it when it was like don't tell her you love her during a blowjob you fucking loser <laughs> and I was <laughs> like what so I was really intrigued and I decided to pick it up anyways and um yeah it's really good
1: Cool. Well, I will definitely add it to the ever growing list. So who knows if I'll get to it.
0: The character development in this book is top notch. It's one of those books that just like you, you know, when yeah, the character like development, you know, you know exactly what the character is going to feel and think, and you feel it right along with them. It's a very good book. Oh, that's
1: cute. Okay. So. Um, My first one is actually a part of a series. It's the one I'm currently reading, but it's a shared world series by all different authors. There's going to be seven books. It's the Sons of Satan series. And so um, I have read, I'm currently reading one and there's four out. I only read two of the others. I tried to read the third one out, but uh, I I couldn't get into it. So I I DNF'd it and it actually has like not super great reviews or ratings either. So I don't feel bad. But uh, the one I'm currently reading is Stroking Pride by Kriya uh, Riton. Uh, we all know me at this point. I butcher last names. It's not on purpose. I'm so sorry. Um, so essentially there's obviously the seven sons of satan he decided to curse each of his sons to i guess lose their magic gradually of their particular ring of hell and they embody obviously the seven sins and they have to find their queen to get their magic back and save their realm from collapsing and essentially killing everybody in that particular ring of hell so these Seven demons and their best friends, partners, guards, whatever. It's uh each of the stories are reverse harems. Um, they go to Earth and they murder a girl. (laughs) They get with they find the woman who's gonna be their queen. It's kind of like an insta connection kind of thing. And then they stab them through the heart and feed them their blood, and the girls wake up in hell, in that particular ring, and have to kind of go through the adventure of, you know, learning about the ring, obviously accepting the fact that they were murdered and falling in love with these men. And this one in particular, I like Kriya. I'm just going to say Korea because I can't pronounce the last name. I do like this author. I've read, I think a couple of things by them and I haven't been disappointed yet. And she's usually really good about, they do poly pretty well in my opinion. So This one is actually a poly romance instead of a reverse harem, but I'm only 27% through it. The first one, which is Possessing Greed, and the third one, which is The Lust. What is it? Corrupting Lust. Those ones were also really good. I didn't get into the Sloth one. So that's it. What was the name of the series again? Uh, The Sons of Satan. It sounds good. Um, I mean pretty good. They're all different authors. So you're gonna you you kind of see different perspectives as far as like writing styles, obviously. And you hear about the brothers kind of in each book, but you get a different perspective when you're reading that brother's book, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: Sometimes those are cool. I don't always get into the series where it's all different authors unless it's like authors that I know I like. Um, because sometimes you you get somewhere you're just like, oh I don't really care for this author, but I don't want to lose any parts of the story or character development or anything like that. I would say that you
1: don't necessarily need to read these, all of them. Like I said, I didn't read the one with sloth. I got a little bit through it and I could not stand, I couldn't stand the writing style. I couldn't stand the, um, so far it's the only book with a um, heavier female main character, which I was really rooting for because, you know, the representation and it was not done well in my opinion who's like, the author it was very... for that
0: one hmm? who's the author
1: for that one holly henzo i've never heard of the author either that's actually i've heard of three i think or four of the seven authors i have heard of and have read before whereas actually sorry i've heard of five of the seven authors there's only two authors that i haven't heard of in this series and i like all of the authors hmm. So I was kind of I had higher hopes,
0: because sloth is my favorite sin. I know that's I said the same thing, and also it was
1: a you know it was it was a bigger girl. I was like, yeah, let's get some representation and a hot harem, and it just didn't it didn't work out for me, which
0: sucked. Well, womp womp. Um, my next book did work out for me, even though you refused to read it. Uh, It's Beautiful Graves by L.J. Shen. This book, I don't even. There's so many fucking plot twists that I'm going to be like forewarning, stumbling over my words so that I don't accidentally spoil anything because really it's one of those books that you should just go in blind. Um, But I'll give a little bit. So basically the main female character and her best friend go on vacation. I don't remember. I think it was Spain or something like that. And they meet this guy and she just immediately falls in love with him. They have an immediate connection. I mean, maybe not immediately falls in love with him, but like basically they have an immediate connection. They have basically the same personality. They have exactly the same type, uh, taste in music. Like they're just they immediately click and I think they're like 18 or 19. They're really young when they take this vacation and he feels the same. And before she leaves, he tells her like, you know, I still have a year left or whatever it was, but when I get back to the States, I'm going to come find you and you're my girlfriend and we'll just do long distance for now. And she had this hobby of creating uh headstones for people like for graveyards (laughs) um she wanted people to have beautiful graves and you know show their personality and whatever like this was her dream was to create headstones for people and he was a writer and so he was writing a book and they inspired each other and he was able to write and she was able to draw and whatever Anyways, she goes back to the States and he is... You don't find that out until later. This is, I'm trying not to spoil anything. <laughs> anyway, she goes back to the States and something happens where she ghosts him. And it's years later. I don't remember how many years. It might be like seven years later or something like that. And she is just stuck. She ran away. She moved to Salem, Massachusetts, to just forget about life, basically. She doesn't have contact with anybody in her life. No family, no friends, no nothing. She is just surrounded by guilt over what happened. What happened is a spoiler, but um, basically, she's just stuck. And her roommate knows that part of why she's stuck is because she's still in love with Joe. This boy that she met on vacation and they talked and they fell in love and before They could reconnect or whatever something happened and she goes to him and she never got over him And she never got over what happened or anything So it's like seven years later. She meets a guy a nice guy and He's a doctor and he loves life and he's basically her polar opposite but you know, they have somewhat of a connection and whatever and things start to progress and they form a relationship and she's happy, you know? Um, But then things happen. So um, I can't tell you the things because they're spoilers, but there's so many fucking plot twists in this book. It is seriously so, 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 so good. And I really thought that it was going to Devastate me, and like it was a little sad, but the plot twist that happened made the sad parts manageable. Like, you know, how sometimes books authors will like throw in a little something to help you. <laughs> Those yeah, are in here, no,
1: I, I agree. I was just, um, we talked about I didn't like love triangles, it's and not. it kind
0: of like that's where it was going. I mean, for like two pages. Like, it's seriously, like, I know it's mentioned in the blurb that, and it makes it sound like it's going to be a whole big love triangle thing. Um, but it's, it's only like two pages long. Like, it's really not, um, it's not, a th- if you don't like love triangles, I wouldn't stress yourself out with this book over that aspect. Because, like, yes, there is a moment but it's like one moment and it's over before it even began. Fair enough. It is so so
1: hard not to give spoilers in these episodes
0: because we're just so used to them now. Well, yeah. So fun fact about this book, I was reading it and I, I called my mom and I was like, mom, LJ Shen released a new book and Courtney won't read it with me. (laughs) And she likes LJ Shen. My mom doesn't like Smut, Um, but she does like LJ Shen. And so, she listened to the audiobook and I I swear it was like every 30 minutes she was calling me and she was like oh my god and this is that and and blah, blah blah and I was like I know I called it I was like there was only one thing I didn't call and I was like I wonder if you'll be able to figure out what it was but like no she didn't call any of it so she went in totally blind all she knew was that L.J. Shen released a new book and the whole entire time she was just like oh, and then this and then that and then I, there's so many plot twists in this book i was just like oh my god like some I love of kind of like I, I called most of it but there was some parts where i was just like what the fuck like i did not call that
1: <laughs> i'm gonna have to recruit my mom to read a book with me <laughs> because she reads all the time like we share a library i know exactly what she reads okay but she reads a lot of third person i was gonna
0: say i bet she reads third person she
1: She does she reads first person too like i don't think she's against multi POV or anything but she reads a lot of third person i'll have to like rope her in one of these times and do like a little mini review where i'm like yeah me and my (laughs) me and my mom read this Eh." okay so my next one i usually i am very steadfast when i slander a character i need you guys to know that i usually i hold my ground when I slander a character, especially on this podcast, I usually stick to my guts. I have slandered Franklin from the game series by Carrie D. I have slandered Batman, and I gotta take it back. Not all of it, okay. I still think what he did in uh, From the Ashes was fucked up. Okay, I'm not, I'm not taking that back, but I don't hate him anymore. So he he finally got his book in Hostile Takeover, which is the eighth book in the game series, and. He ends up with—I don't really think this is a spoiler. He ends up with his uh, his step his ex step nephew. I guess it's his ex wife's nephew, and but he's known this boy since he was in diapers. Okay, and it, uh, Franklin is a submissive daddy, and he is very very new to the kink scene. However, he kind of like I guess thirds for Tate and Kingsley sometimes like he'll come in and just be like the whipping boy for them both to like, I don't know, get them hot for each other. It's, it's like a whole thing anyway. So, uh, his nephew, not nephew, but like step ex step nephew, whatever comes to town and he decides to move back. And this guy has had a crush on Franklin forever. Like since he was like old enough to realize, Hey, I'm gay. And I'm, you know, this is what I'm attracted to. Like, he's like Franklin. And Franklin didn't notice until he was like in his twenties and the, the younger man was in his twenties. And he was like, there's something that I find uncomfortable about being around him. And he didn't really recognize like that's attraction to men. It was just like, he, he didn't feel comfortable with the, I guess, the, the aura around him. So anyway, uh, now Franklin is divorced and trying to move on with his daughter who has uh, severe autism. And so he's just trying to like pick up the pieces while also kind of introducing himself into the King community and McLean house. And anyway, so Jackson kind of tells Franklin like hey let's have dinner together and he finds out that Franklin is a part of the McLean house community. He is a dominant who's a part of it as well and Jackson kind of like I don't want to say takes him under his wing but he's like let's just have like this one holiday weekend and figure it out and obviously it goes past that. This book I think the thing I like and don't like about these uh, the game series books is they're some of them have a little bit more of an open ending, not because like the couple isn't together, but because all as the series continues, you're seeing all of these couples in like little novellas and you're still seeing their relationships develop in all of the other books. If that makes sense.
0: I I agree. I haven't read the rest of them. um, I'm
1: so upset that I can't just text you and tell you
0: about things.
1: I'll have to the novella just came out and it was so amazing. So read that too.
0: I'll catch it. I will. Oh, was it my turn? Yeah, okay. sorry. Um, my next one is River Wild by Samantha Towel. I hope that's how you say her last name. <laughs> if it's not, I'm sorry. <laughs> it looks like Towel to me. Um, so this book, basically the main female character was in an abusive relationship. Um, she found out she was pregnant and decided to leave. And she just went to some random town in the middle of nowhere and got a new identity. So she's pregnant and alone and in a new town that she doesn't know anybody. And she is trying to figure out life, but her neighbor is kind of a dick. And he's just a dick to everybody. It's not personal, but he really doesn't like... That she's there sunshiny and happy right next to him, you know? And so they end up forming kind of an unlikely friendship. And eventually, like, attraction builds and things. And he knows she's pregnant. And so he wants to kind of help take care of her since she is pregnant and alone. And they both have issues, you know? Like, she was from an abusive relationship i think what happened to him is a spoiler so i'm not gonna say it but they they both have issues they both recognize that each other have issues and they form this unlikely friendship and then i feel like i feel like the blurb kind of gives this away but something ends up happening towards the end where her past catches up with her and it was um a really good book though i really liked the characters in this book it wasn't um I mean, it was a little bit of like a hurt comfort, but it wasn't so dark and twisty. Like he's moody and broody and has issues and whatever. But I really liked the, the characters in this book. I thought it was a good book. It wasn't like a super, wasn't a super heavy read for being like a hurt comfort, but I went through it really fast. I really enjoyed it. Um, of Glass and Lavender. Oh, you found it. Okay.
1: By It's the Ascension Raising series. It's book one. Uh, by k.r rainbolt and this it's a slow burn paranormal vampire reverse harem romance it is i am not the hugest fan of slow burn like i like medium burn and i like fast burn i can do slow burn like standalones but i usually don't do slow burn uh series just because especially when a series is a reverse harem and it's slow burn like you can go through like two or three books and before there's like really any super buildup because there's so many people, you know what I mean? And, but this is, I just love the writing so much that the, you know, there was like no spice in book one. Anyway, so the main female character has, she escaped, I wanna say like a year or two prior from this facility where she had been for who knows how long. She'd been there for uh, like, since she was a child, I think. And they were experimenting on her and just horrific torture like stuff. And so she she died and she's been dying. I, I want to say like with a, like it's just kind of like a normal thing for it. Like she dies and she kind of like hovers out of her body for a little while. And then she goes back into her body anyway. Well, the last time uh, or the first time maybe that she died, she died and the people at the facility tossed her into this like grave and then she came back to her body and so she escaped she was able to escape them and she had this friend at the facility who was a ghost she assumed that he was just like maybe a, a dead patient as well who had also been experimented on she didn't really know him and in this world the dead can't talk so like they have this little like almost sign language kind of thing between them that they developed but He's been her only constant, her only friend, her only anything. So she escapes. She ends up moving to this town with other supernaturals and she ends up finding this family. I don't know if this other, cause it's like another reverse harem kind of like situation. It's the best friend. She ends up working for them in their shop. I don't know if they have their own books. I haven't looked to be honest with you, but uh, they're an established family anyway. So she ends up working at the shop, living above it. She uh, becomes very close with, um, you know, her best friend and her best friend's harem and their child. But she's dying with more frequency. And every time she dies, it takes longer for her to come back. So, you know, she starts worrying like, I don't like maybe something's wrong and I don't think I'm going to come back eventually. And she ends up getting kidnapped and held in this vampire trafficking ring and these uh oh is there four there's four men i think in it and they end up like they're important vampires and they end up going there because they need to like keep up appearances and buying her to save her so there is this little connection where they're trying to help her and save her and then but they're feeling like this connection to her And she kind of feels it for them, but she's so weary because in this particular world, like she's been warned since she met her best friend, like don't go near vampires. Vampires are evil. Vampires are monsters. Like for the love of God, don't go near them. And so she has this like, you know, fear and she's weary, but they're showing her nothing, but uh, you know, kindness and things like that. And also they're very concerned for her well-being. And it's book one was, so so good. the writing is so good i really think this is one of those authors that i'm going to enjoy throughout the series so stay tuned
0: nice okay my next one is our way by tl swan um if you listen to i think it was maybe last month uh our favorites episode i talked about mr garcia it was either last month or the month before it was it had to be a good last month. Month. this is the sister this is her book so it was so fucking good basically she moves to a new city and starts a new job and on her first day she meets this man who also just moved to this new city with this new job and neither of them know anybody in the city and they end up becoming best friends like way way too close for best friends honestly like they basically live together even though he has his own place he's a doctor he's a well established doctor and she's a nurse and they are just like extremely close they sleep in the same same bed every night they get changed in front of each other like there's zero boundaries between them um because he's gay <laughs> he has no attraction to women gay and they have been best friends for like I think it was like 10 years. I think it was like they meet and then it skips forward 10 years and it basically explains that they basically live together and sleep in the same bed. And um, all of a sudden one day his thoughts start to change towards her and he's like panicked, you know, like what the fuck gets himself a therapist, like the whole nine yards. Like why, why did I just pop a boner looking at my best friend? Because I'm I'm fucking gay and she's a female, like, um. So he starts to have a a crisis, and she's noticing that like he's hugging her longer, and he's, you know, did he just check me out? Like, why is he acting like? Why is he running away sometimes? You know, like, like he's acting different. He's acting weird, and then and then shit pops off, and I don't I don't want to say what shit pops off because it is a spoiler, but yeah, eventually things come to a head between his mental breakdown about being attracted to a female and her noticing that her best friend is acting different, which, like, he's gorgeous and he's smart and he's kind of a dick, but, n- you know, not necessarily to her. And it was just so, so, so good. And T.L. Okay. Swan is a fantastic author. I'm Every time I pick up one of her books, I'm impressed. I'll, I'll
1: check it out. Okay. All right. Uh, so... My next book is Cora Rose. It's Until him. Also, by the way, Lex
0: is on pre-order. comes out the fourth. Woohoo I know I saw that. I was so excited. Okay,
1: so uh, basically, uh, Theo is a tutor. I believe he's scholarship student. can't remember exactly, but um, essentially Theo tutors uh, kids in their college courses for money, and um, the all-star water polo jock, quintessential popular guy, Logan Lewis, he needs a tutor. So he, I want to say he finds out about Theo, and he shows up at his door, and he wants to be tutored by him, and Theo gives him this ultimatum because he doesn't really want to be tutoring this hot jock guy. Uh, you know, he had had friends with hot then men in the past and didn't work out so well for him. So he he tells Logan, like, I'll tutor you if um, we trade for sexual favors. And at first, Logan's like, wait, what? <laughs> because I, I believe he thinks he's straight or he has been straight like his entire life. But uh, eventually he agrees. And Logan is essentially like the it's it's a little bit of a grumpy sunshine. You know, Logan is pretty sunshiny. I guess, outwardly, and Theo is, like, he's a super grumpy guy, but uh, Logan gets attached to Theo, and, you know, he starts having all of these feelings inside, and this, you know, a little bit of panic, and Theo is really just, like, oh, he's in this for the grades and stuff like that, and Logan, on the opposite kind of side of the coin, is, like, oh, he's just in this for, you know, like, he just wants some and free sexual favors isn't you know what I mean like neither of them realize that the other is falling in love with them and it's just ugh, Cora Rose can do no wrong I I wasn't um fully on board when I very first started this book and I just I think it was me at the time like I was slowly starting to get into it and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be as good as, you know, the Unexpected series. But obviously it knocked me out of the park, blew me out of the water. And I I don't want to say too much more because we always wax so much poetic about how amazing Cora Rose is. And it is. Is, if you don't know.
0: <laughs> she is. Until him was so good. It's just it's just the characters. She does an amazing job with her character development. Like a step above everybody else. And absolutely. You feel
1: a real connection. Like you feel like you're you know these people. You know, yeah. that don't even make sense. You feel like you know them. You're you're their friend or their neighbor. Like, you know, you're seeing these interactions happen on page, but you feel like you're really there.
0: Yeah. That's it's the good from the greats, guys. It's the good from the greats. The character development really plays a huge deal.
1: I want Cora Rose to be like what writers, you know, romance writers aspire to be as far as like their connection to their characters. Like I'm not saying there's not other amazing authors, but I feel like there's this special something whenever you read a Cora Rose book. And, you know, obviously if I thought about it, I could think of a few others, but for sure that one.
0: Yeah, and um, the funny thing about that book is she wrote it for her. Like, she had writer's block and was just writing something to try to get out of writer's block. And that's how Until Him came to be.
1: Oh, and it's, yeah. It was it's never like, supposed even, to reach us. Even her little, like, ah, oh, see, I love that. I
0: like the stories
1: like that. I usually am really good about like reading author's notes after books to like see what's going through the author's head when they were writing these books. Uh, I I skipped, I haven't been in the mood lately to do that, but it's nice to know that though, that this was just her way of getting over writer's block. Cause how amazing is that? That we get this story out of something that wasn't even supposed to be for the public.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. So my next one, another good male mail book, is Dirty Trick by K.M. Newhold, another author that I just wax poetic because she's amazing and I love her. So this is in the Palm Island series. If you haven't read the other two, they are fantastic as well. This is book three um, and there will be more books coming, but basically I've talked about this series a couple times so I'm just going to quick recap there's an island and it is specifically for gay men and they six months out of the year have tourist season where it's go 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 everybody's making all their money and then the other six months of the year there's no tourists it's only the locals and they basically just shut everything down and hang out on the beach like just the locals. So. And everybody has nicknames. So anyways, Trick visited the island like three years prior, I think it was, something like that. He went and he met Boston and I think that's his name. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, Boston. Okay, so he met Boston three years ago at the bar and they ended up hooking up. And it left such a lasting impression on Trick, like, between Boston and the island itself and whatever. He got himself in shape and changed his hair and then decided he was going to move out to the island and do life there from now on. So when he gets there, he's all excited. He's going to go see Boston. Did you just say
1: do life there?
0: Yeah. I love that. Sorry, go on. So he gets to the island and he's all excited. He's going to go see Boston. And Boston doesn't recognize him. I mean, he lost weight. He changed his hair. like He doesn't look the same, but he's highly offended that Boston doesn't recognize him. So he makes it his mission for the next however many years, I don't remember, that he is going to take every guy that Boston tries to hook up with so he sneaks in and flirts with these guys and tells them oh he's not available but I am gets them away from Boston and then says I'm sorry but there's plenty of other guys here like I'm not gonna hook up with you so he like hasn't been hooking up with anybody this whole time because he's stuck on Boston and he's jealous (laughs) and so they both have fucking blue balls because of this stupid game that trick has been playing with boston this whole time instead of just telling him the truth and um something happens where trick ends up needing help he jumps off a roof and hurts himself and he ends up needing help um for like six weeks or whatever and they're neighbors now so boston kind of feels responsible to help his neighbor and whatever and they realize that or Boston realizes he might not hate Trick as much as he thought. And they get to know each other. And they do end up getting together. Of course, there's still the issue of Trick lying to him. About why he's been stealing all these guys. And the fact that he hasn't actually hooked up with any of them. So that comes to a head at some point. But yeah, it's really, really good. They're they're light-hearted reads. Like, most of Cam Newhold's Not all of them. But most of her books are pretty light-hearted fun easy quick reads even if they're not that short but they feel quick to read well i guess it's only 223 pages that's a quick read to me <laughs> so yeah it's just it's just really good i like it it's a fun it's a funny and fun series to read
1: I haven't started it, but every time I see it, I'm like, I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to pick this up. And then for some reason, every time it shows up, like on my suggested list, I'm never in the mood for a mail mail. Every time. It is. Honestly- and then when I'm in the mood for a mail mail, I can't remember it. So I'm going to have to like, just add one to the list and then like pick it up when I'm in the mood because it, I Cam be Hold such a go-to and I always just forget to go to her whenever yeah. I you know need a dependable male male romance.
0: And this is it's very unique. Like the premise behind it, it's an all-gay island. You know, like I like that, yeah. It's it's so unique. Everybody's got nicknames. Everybody has such strong different personalities. Every character is so different from the rest. Like there's no two that are similar, you know? They're all very unique and there's a lot of character development building from book one. So by the time you get to that character's book, you're so excited uh, to you're, watching them the whole time. I think yeah. that might have been my last one. Okay. Um, I have mm-hmm. another I could do, but it's not necessary. I want,
1: I'm not going to really talk about this one, but I do want to mention it because uh, it's essentially like the end of an era for this specific series, and I know you're not going to be happy about it. So... I'm not going to do a full uh, play-by-play. This is the last of a series kind of book, but this book came out so far after the rest of the series. And also it's like an epilogue book almost 20 years after. So it is the uh, Seductively Undead in Dark River. It's part of the Dark River Days series by Grace McGinty. It is the last book and it takes place 20 plus years after the third book in the series. So it essentially... um, it takes place after the kids' books and a lot of the other series have taken place. This is kind of just wrapping up the entire world in a neat little bow, except for there's not an epilogue again.
0: So <laughs> but oh I do want to say
1: that the actual book content itself is so amazing. Like, I I love and hate Grace McGinty in equal measure because yeah. her writing style is so amazing. She's an incredible. Author, as far as like the content of her stories, the uh, twists you go on, the um, emotion you feel for the characters, and also just for just her stories
0: themselves. World captioning. building. She's yes, great. Everything. Yeah. She's very good, and she fucking drops the ball <laughs> at the ending every time. Yeah.
1: And this one was no different, which oh. it almost makes you crave another book, just because this was literally the end of an era. There are no more books, except for they may do like another in the other worlds for like other kids that happened. But for, this is it. I think honestly, I think all of the kids have had their books, except for one. This is it, and it it talked about everybody, you know, and then just the ending. I the wish ending leaves so much to be desired. It literally is just like, we're happy for now. Goodbye. And just like,
0: oh, it goes to like next week, and then it's over and I'm so upset. So she leaves the she gives the most undesirable endings I think of any author I've ever read. And it, yeah. it's not fair because you fall in love with her writing style, her storytelling, her world building, the character development, everything the whole way through and you're just like, Oh my god, this is so amazing. Then you look down, and you're at like ninety-four percent, and you're like, How? And then and then it ends and that's it. Yeah, and
1: then it gets to ninety nine and you're like, there was no apple. Yeah.
0: There, there was, was no a- they, the it killed me when there was a character that I really loved. I don't remember which book it was in, but it they didn't include a sex scene for him at all. The whole the whole book. And he was in the like, harem.
1: And I was like it, was it the Seven Sins one?
0: Uh I don't know. He was he was like a twin. He was like the crazy twin that they weren't sure if they were gonna let him in the harem or not. And oh, they oh that was the Dark River. Yeah. So they let him in the harem and then it ended and I was like what we get nothing for Oh him? yeah you get a
1: lot of sex in this one from that guy. So
0: like you don't get their First time, and I that's know. that's my favorite. Is like that, that mm-hmm. that's why I like slow burns because all I really give a shit about is their first time. You know, the I want, connection a yeah.
1: couple like, the chemistry, especially with a first time, like is I, I agree with you that it's so much better than I would.
0: You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's your first. You know, uh, unless you're in the mood to read like a really smutty book, like my favorite. My favorite part is their first time connecting with each other. Their first time, you know, being with each other that way. Because at the end of the day, I'm a fucking romance reader, okay? I want. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love <laughs> Smut so much. And I love, I love, I won't read a book without Smut for the most part. Me either. Um, but I agree with you. At the end of the day, it's, we're romance readers. It's like, we want Smut, but we want love.
0: Too. Yeah, that's why I'm not a big, like, erotica reader. Reader, I've read a couple, but the one that I did pick up and I was like, alright, I'm gonna read my first erotica, um, it ended up ending in a romance anyways. So, oh, like, by the way, how was the sequel to it? It was good. It was, uh, it was really good. There was some mixing up of some partners, but the way that the author writes this couple i would say that it's not i i wouldn't classify it as an erotica there's too strong of a connection for them to do much with the other couples there is some stuff um done with the other couples but they ha- they have very clear lines drawn in the sand um so it i felt like it would have been better if They let down some of those lines. Um, But at the end of the day, like, she was trying to show their relationship off. So it wasn't like, I get it, but also I wish there was more. But if you are invested in this couple's love story, then, honestly, like, it makes sense. That's the best I can explain it. Because it... the first book was so good, though. And the second book was really good. Like, it, it was really good. It, I'm talking about the Three Doors series, uh, if this gets left in. I don't remember the author's name. It's like J.L. Vander or something like that. Uh, watch that be right. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. It is J.L. Vander. we were right. Yeah. That was totally off the top of my head. That was weird. I never remember author names. <laughs>
1: nice. Um, anyway... So Chantel Tessier has – all right, so I think we're both done, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So that was our October favorites. woo um, I'm not going to lie and say that some of those for me didn't come out in September. I just didn't get to them.
0: Oh, so. for sure. I had to check and see when some of them came out to see if I read them in September or October because it's been – a month since I read them. I did read it in
1: September, but it literally came out the day after we recorded our October or September favourite. Yeah, that count. I was like, fuck it, I'm I'm definitely adding this. That because counts. I had to I had to um you know, I had to give Franklin a platform after I slandered him. I have slandered him in so many of our podcast episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so. have to catch up. So after I finish Icebreaker, maybe I'll read that series.
1: You definitely need to. You will not be disappointed in any of it.
0: No, I think Kara D is a great author. So good.
1: I'm not a huge fan of her other one, the one with the club. I tried reading that, and I mean, it it was good. I wouldn't say it was, like, great. Like, the game is great. That was just good.
0: I'm happy. It's it's one of those that I hyped up to you, and you actually read it. Oh, read it and have
1: loved every second of it. Like, I'm – biting my nails for the next
0: one look at you i, I see sometimes <laughs> i know what i'm talking about <laughs>
1: that's fair <laughs> all right guys so stay tuned um for next all right so next week we will be doing canary by tijon Tijan, yeah and i think that's it yeah so all right
0: thanks for listening we'll catch you next week bye Bye.